Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. I am Brett Berkey, sitting here with Rick Allen, and we're here to provide a little bit of knowledge, something that might help you in your note business, help you grow, help you move along. And today, we are going to talk about something that's pretty interesting. It's not something that we really need to know exactly to buy or sell, but it's just one of those things that's like a curiosity of when do you determine that you're actually a full-time note investor versus a weekend warrior? Does it, is it based on the type of asset? If I'm buying all performing loans, can I stay weekend warrior or do I have to, when I'm buying non-performing loans, am I just all in? What's the time dedication for this? Can I have a full-time job and still buy 50 notes. So those things, when am I quitting my job and doing notes full time? So like those things like that are just interesting questions to know. Yeah. Cause I know you actually didn't have any other full-time job besides like real estate, but you know, it was like, you guys had your own thing. Right. It wasn't like you were at a corporate entity and doing no, this on the weekend. No. I, yeah, I did. That's a, it's a really good question. And it's, I'll start with saying is no two people are going to be the same. It's going to be there's going to be some things, if we do the Venn diagram, there's going to be some things that overlap, some common cores, and we'll definitely touch on those. But there's going to be everybody's, everybody's journey to the full-time note investor, if that's where they want to go, is going to be a little bit different. And bandwidth capacity is just going to be different for some people. And some people are like, look, I'm like, I don't want to change my W-2 job. It helps facilitate and it provides the income I need. And I'm just investing retirement dollars. I think that's the look at it and what's the ultimate goal. And I think what it starts with your note investing. I always tell people the first thing you want to do is establish what are you looking to do? Are you, is, are you looking to make this your full-time business? Or are you looking this as just a way to facilitate the growth of your retirement account or just some side investing? Mm. Super important. Some people say start the note business and they love it and they get into it full-time and they say, look, I know this is what I want to do. I'm going to have a W-2 job that I already have, but I can't wait for the day that I can quit my W-2 job and do notes full time. And that's great. For us, it was a little bit different. Like you said, I was note investing at the time. They just sold off one of our companies and we were, I was going to have a lifestyle business. Note investing or wholesaling? Or real, uh, real estate. Yeah. Real estate investment. We had just sold off one of our companies and we were going to, my TJ and my other partner, TJ, and I, we were going to have a lifestyle business. We were going to do some side fix and flips. I was going to do maybe a small rental portfolio. I was going to play a lot of golf and I was going to raise my kids and just enjoy that process. And it lasted three months. I bought a note. Hmm. It was cool. We loved it. And you get bored or? No, it was, we were doing the thing, you know, doing our part-time business, not a part-time business, but a lifestyle business. I was on the golf course. I was playing golf quite a bit. I had three months of golfing. And I don't know if you know this, but in Florida, January, through it's really october through may yeah is prime golf season june july august september and in parts of the october are not prime golf season because it's disgustingly hot outside so this january through march april was just it's perfect golf weather so i was at the golf course quite a bit we're buying and selling real estate and i got a phone call and somebody asked me if i want to buy a note we bought the note we got in and out of it 14 days Bought it for 8400 sold it for 38000 I was like, hey, let's do that again. So we did that again. And we naturally grew. It was just like, we just started doing it. And 
it was easier to get those assets than it was real estate. So it just became our full-time business. But it's the, unlike a lot of other people's journeys. It's 100% not how, that's the, that's how the 1%. That's not how the 99% or the, that's how the 20%, not the 80%. If we're doing the 80-20 rule. Yeah, because you're already in the field, in right. real estate. But a lot of people are, at least like a high majority of people on our site as buyers. We will have, look, I talked to somebody yesterday. He's like, look, I'm, I'm, I need to get back with a seller. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. I know I'm at a job right now. I can't, I don't have access to that computer. I'll, so I, you know, I said, Hey, look, I'll just tell them you're going to be there tonight. And so I just update them. Hey, the which buyer's is, on the, it's got a full-time job. So what's it? There's a lot of people on there, which is fine. So I'm going to say part of it, part of the deciding factor is where's your funding coming from? Are you funding it with your self-directed retirement funds? Are you funding it with your W-2 job? That's going to, that's going to be one of the factors of Am I moving this in the full time? Because if you're funding it with just your retirement account, if you're funding it with your W-2 job, there's this sort of limit on how much bandwidth you have because it's limited by your capital. You're not raising capital. That's one thing. The, another determining factor is going to be, it's going to be the number of assets you have, but the number of assets is tied directly to the amount of bandwidth or capital you have. So those two go hand in hand. You're not going to, run into a situation where you've got, typically you're not going to have a hundred assets under management and it'd still be part-time. Yeah. That's the the thing I'm trying to understand is could you still be passive with 20? Yes. You can be passive at 20 if they're performing. If they're performing. And that's another thing. And if they're non-performing, like if you're diving into the non-performing side, that's much more hands-on. You're much more active. You need to be available in the middle of the day because you're answering, you're answering questions from attorneys. You're answering questions from servicers. Maybe your servicers in California. So you've got that sort of five o'clock when you get off, if you're on the East coast to 8 PM, where you're able to, those three hours are able to correspond, but really when you start tackling 20 or more, okay, where are we? Are we moving into the space of, I need more help? And you can facilitate that. You can bring on virtual assistants or you can bring on part-time people to handle it. But once you start bringing on people that you're paying, you're starting to run a business and you can run a business while you're working a W-2 job, but eventually what happens is you're either, you need to make the decision, are you working in your business or are you working on? And if you follow, like maybe Martin Sands, it's got a great philosophy of the three to one. If I buy one asset or I'm looking at one asset, I need to replace it with three more, three more. And that's going to grow. If you do it like that, you're constantly growing your business. You're going to make that transition 
pretty quickly and it'll be evident when you do it. Another factor is how are you struck? Go ahead. When you're making that transition, is your goal just to replace your current day to day? Is that, or is that like, that you're just no, it shouldn't replace the income you're making. So you're trying to make your passive income outweigh what you're current, currently making with it. Right. Day-to-day. You're doing that. You're, you can certainly be working on your business and it's, when it starts exceeding what you're, what you're making in your day job, it's fine. But you have to look at that and say, am I doing that with my self-directed retirement account? Oh, yeah. Because if I'm doing that with my self-directed retirement account, I'm really not, I'm not making any headway because the funds that should be going back and, you know, the funds that should be moving into my retirement account are being used to pay my salary to run my company. That doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're That's... not doing it. So that, that next crossroads is how is your business structured? Are you structured in a sense that I've got a structured fund? Is it a Reg D, a Reg a Reg A? That's when you're full time. That's when you're going full time. Is when you're making that decision. You're like, look, I'm going to start taking in outside capital. Mm-hmm. When you start taking in outside capital, you need to be focused. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I know one person that's on our site, Will, and it's he's doing both. So what I was just saying with you make a good point. If you're buying from your self-directed IRA. You're not going to replace your day, uh, your income because you're not, you don't have access. To, you shouldn't take those funds because they're going into your self-directed IRA. But I do know somebody who's doing a, a very cool hybrid approach where what they'll do is they'll buy the note on paper stack. They'll already have the partial sold off. They take the partial off the platform. Or yes. They buy it. They sell the partial. And then what they're doing is they're funding their self-directed IRA account. In, but they'll uh, also make a spread on the note. And, correct. And, and that is definitely one way to do it. I'm not going to advise one way or the other, whether it's a great idea, bad idea. I don't know the directed rules, regulations, and laws to say, look, are you allowed to do that? Are you not allowed to do that? I know there's people doing it and it's a, it's one way to definitely do it. I think it's just, it really boils down to if you've decided you want to quit your day job and you want to do it full time, you're probably, you're looking at, I got to have some sort of structured fund that allows me to go out there and start raising capital. I need to start filling my bucket because you're essentially be careful what you wish for because you're replacing one job with another job. Huh? Yeah, that's true. This is when you take capital in. Yeah. Yeah. I would just have investors. You're reliable to other people. I mean, there's a lot of stress of having that. Plus also too, just the fact of being like just an entrepreneur, it's on you. A lot of times with W2 job, you can still get to work, but hey, these things should go in place. It's a pretty large company, but when you're just out on your own, it's, Feast or famine. Hey, I got that one right. I got one right. Especially if you have young kids. That's one thing is hard to, if you have that W-2, a lot of times I feel like you could probably spend more time with them. Because, so a lot of times as the entrepreneur, I guess it goes both ways, but a lot of times they see you on the computer working and I'm like, just because I'm not swinging a shovel doesn't mean I'm, I'm watching, sitting yeah. watching YouTube. Yeah. It's definitely something to look at to where when you make that jump, it's, and it becomes a full-time business, you quickly realize that it's not like a W-2 job. To where it's like nine to five, eight to five, eight to four, or whatever, and it's done. No, it's like you come in and it's, it's, wow, it's like I could be, I could, when you work for yourself or if you're running a company, you can be up till one o'clock in the morning sending emails or handling stuff. Or, or on vacation and realizing that my brothers, they have one works for the city and one's a financial planner for Fidelity. And- they go on vacation, they wipe their hands clean up, and they're done. I'm on vacation, it's every morning's the same. And the afternoon, it's doing some stuff. So it's never off. It's no, off. you're never off. You're always on. So that's something to be wary of. But I think it's, it's just important to 
to think about and understand, have your plan. Are you making this full-time? If it's going to be a full-time job and you want to quit your W-2 job and you want, this is what you want to focus on is just investing in debt or investment funds in general. Great. Just understand that it's, uh, that's the mentality. It becomes a mentality thing where you move from weekend warrior to full-time and nothing wrong with staying as a weekend warrior and I don't think there's no, wrong with that. nothing wrong with that because it's really great to be able to be in control of your own retirement funds and being able to actively invest them because you're going to get, for the most part, you're going to achieve higher returns. And if you're just slapping them into, uh, yeah, we can worry. You something. still get the ability to go out and get a mortgage if you need one, or you got a health insurance that doesn't cost a fortune. Right. So there's tons of, there's tons and of 401k things, baby. But, you know, so <laughs> it's, that's kind of it. It's really, it's asset based capital base and then it's goal and your decision based on whether you're going to be the weekend warrior cool man yeah that's one of those ones that just rattle around in my head and people ask about that and it's one of those things when you become weekend warrior or when do you make the jump each his own it's always different for each person sometimes yeah. it'll just happen sometimes it just happens to you opportunities sometimes the opportunities show up and you just go and once you go and you look back and you say I guess I'm a full-time note investor now. That was kind of like what happened with a lot of people in COVID. A lot of people think, hey, people aren't working. It's like a lot of people found ways to make money online or found other ways to make money so they don't need to go back. Look at Airbnb. What about? That's how Airbnb was started. It's, there was some roommates. They were broke. They needed to make their rent. There was uh, something in town. There was a convention in town. Mm -hmm. The hotels were full. So they put out, I think it was a classified dad or something. They put out an ad on Craigslist or something like that. Craigslist. And it was like, hey, look, we've got some air mattresses for rent that you can come stay in our place. And people pay them and they go, wow, this is amazing. And so next thing you know, they went from having one one job to running a startup to opening up Airbnb. And they didn't start out with that decision. It just happened. So you just got to, sometimes it's going to, it's, you're going to get there by decision. And sometimes it's just, you get swept away and you look around and you say, I guess here we are. Accidental ep- expert. There it is. That's like, it. Uh, like uh, uh, Charlie Harrison, Arnold Platform. He's the accidental expert. He stumbled into it, but did great with it. But that's what this one's running long. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a mealable. This was more than a snack and less yeah. than a dinner. So hope you enjoyed it. If you got more questions, let us know. If you see something down there or you see something out of it, if you have something that we didn't mention, put it in the comments below and we'll respond and We'll keep a dialogue open. I'd love to interject or I just burkied it. I just burkied it. Anyways, have a good one. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.